This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Greetings all. Have you been wondering where Palmerston North City Council is leading us to in the future? Then listen today to Mayor Grant Smith, who has some answers for us. Welcome, Grant. Yeah, good morning, Anne. Lovely to be here. So um, let's have some basic background for our 10-year plan progress. So the consultation document states there are four groups of goals. Um, Have all discussions been held and finalised in regard to the plan? Yeah, it's been a long process. So if you roll back the clock... um, it's actually an 18-month process. Um, some would question, uh, with all the government reforms on at the moment, that whether we um, do, we, we certainly do need to go through the planning process part of it, uh, but whether we can actually sign off on a, um, a long-term plan, um, knowing that there is um, definite change coming, um, is, is an interesting one. So, yes, we've had all the hearings. Uh, we had about 730 um, submissions. Um, we had uh, a week of hearings. Uh, that's where people come in and speak um, uh, verbally to their submission uh, or groups um, or businesses. Um, and it's where uh, councillors then have an opportunity to understand what the um, submitter is uh, um, wanting to um, get across. Uh, get across. Yes. Um, and then uh, staff will go away and, and um, give us some feedback on that as well if it's if it's pertained to a certain program or a bit of funding or an opportunity or actually wanting to uh, not do stuff. Um, so you don't need to know everything that, that you've got people that come in and say, here's the background that you need to know. Yeah, look, it's always good to – you always learn stuff um, and you never, you never assume. Um, so we, I think all, all – uh, Palmerston City Councillors are like that. They never assume uh, they know everything, um, and that includes the Mayor. So, yeah, a lot of work going on in the background. We've had our um, – uh, so we've had now had a series of meetings over that, and just yesterday um, we finally adopted um, the long-term plan for the city. But I must emphasise, because of the government reforms, we're really only being able to control what we can, which is the next three years, which we've got – absolute certainty over. Because I noticed in the document that there, it said 1 to 10 or 1 to 4 or 1 or whatever. Yeah. Presumably those were the proposed years, uh, however long it would take or when they were going to be done. Yeah, so you've got a programme, for instance, of let's say we're doing up the um, Broadway Avenue and we've got to do all the pipes and, and the resealing and everything. Um, clearly that's a big job and sometimes that goes over multiple years. So it'll say year one and two or three possibly if it's a real bigger job um, over over the LTP. Um, so yeah, year one being um, obviously uh, 2021 uh, to 2022. So we're a, we're a uh, July 1 uh, to June 30 um, year. And, and then, you know, year two would be uh, 2022, um, uh, 23 and so on. Right. So that's okay. how it goes. So it's, it's 21 to 31. Um, and, but I emphasise because there is so much change coming, the most change in local government for 40 years, um, and it's all come at us now, starting with three waters. Government's announced that they're taking those and putting those into new water entities. So there is some certainty that we will not be looking after waters 
uh, from year uh, end of year three on. So that's some certainty, um, but it still creates a lot of um, internal um, disruption. Then there's the uh, future of local government, so they're talking to us about what that may look like. Um, and, you know, there's been some suggestions that we are the boots on the ground, the localism, so possibly we should be doing a bit more in some social services, possibly in some housing, which the city already does, but it might mean that we're doing more. Uh, and all sorts of other avenues which government agencies do at the moment, some very well, some not so good. And that depends on your um, uh, view, I suppose, in some cases too. Now, you said you um, had signed off on the 10-year plan yesterday. So do um, or does the council have autonomy on decisions? So who puts the rubber stamp on it? So now that the council has signed off on it, does that go somewhere else to be finally rubber stamped? or is it? Oh, look, there's always a, an independent audit of it. So the New Zealand um, Auditor-General audits it. Um, it is tagged, um, and I think that's well documented, and um, listeners will understand that we've got the wastewater um, project or plant, which um, is enormously expensive um, because we're entering a whole... We're the first city, the first territorial authority to go through the new environmental um, standards, the new rules. Um, it's not that our plant is failing, or it's just we enter a whole new consenting process. So... Um, you know, the others around us will be entering that soon. It's just um, we are, the eyes are all centred on us. Um, I suppose there is a little bit of relief that um, we won't be building the new plant. Um, that's been made very clear by the government. It doesn't mean to say that the ratepayer, i.e. or the taxpayer, won't be picking up the bill because we're all the same, we're all the same people and, and those costs will have to be borne by somewhere. So um, we're looking at perhaps in three years' time minimum there, there, uh, that would actually be built. But in the meantime, you'll be maintaining well, it'll pipes, s- it'll start. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That, and that, we're very clear about that. And the government has asked um, all TAs. Um, I have to say some of our colleagues haven't been as good as we have. Um, and we've just carried on as if we are the owner of the assets and – we are catching up on. We're going to pass over. Well, we're going to pass a over really an absolute well working world, system. world class freshwater, arguably the best in the country. Certainly one of the most efficient in the country, and that's because we've got, we've got our own works depot department. Um, we've invested in the freshwater, and we've got you know, and our forefathers have built the dams. We've got an absolutely world class freshwater system. So, will you still have? Um well, guidance or whatever over that, or will that yeah. works department disappear, or will no. it now be suddenly that it's taken over by the government and, no. and you don't have any say? No, at this stage, there's still the devil is in the detail, but um, I, I'm very clear that we we're not we're not we won't be getting rid of. In fact, there's going to be more opportunities. So, as I said, the devil there's still a bit of detail to be gone through, and excuse the pun, but a lot of water to go under the bridge. <laughs> True, um, and and. And there's stormwater included in that too, and that's a bit of a difficult one because the assets still sit with the city, i.e. roads, uh, drains, but the network is going to be um, managed and run by um, a water entity, which will be a publicly owned uh, water entity. And yes, the city um, and the ratepayers will still have a say in that. Again, 
there's still quite a lot of detail to be worked out. I suppose what the good thing and why I am quite supportive of it personally, it gets more investment into into the water infrastructure, which has been lagging um, for some time. Not not on not really on purpose, but it is such a costly piece of infrastructure, and, right. and people. People don't. You don't get a plaque for fixing up the the pipes under the ground. It's easy to. It's out of sight, out of mind. You can. You know, some of our colleagues south of us have built stadiums and done all sorts of um, big flash things, but they should have been keeping their renewals up. And when so I first, maintenance of what yeah, you've got as opposed to new things. Yeah, and and we we're very we're not as good at that side of things as we could be. I'd have to say um, we've caught things in time, um, you know, touch wood for Palmy, um, for the city, and 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 generally uh, most of the regional guys around us. But there's um, there's still a lot of work to do. So we've got three years of really pulling um, infrastructure, pipes, pump stations, um, stormwater networks, um, uh, improvements to wastewater um, treatment. Um, to be done in the next three years before um, those assets would be passed over to the new water entity. So that's one of the priorities that's been made in the ten-year plan. Yeah, it has, and it's actually added um, quite a few percent to the to the rates. Um, we're hopeful that we're going to be able to broker some sort of um, other funding arrangement to maybe sort out years two and three, because I don't think um, residents will t- will. Be, um, and I mean, nobody likes raising uh, raising the rates, but there'll be a necessary probably necessary evil. Yeah, there is a necessary evil, and people will be—I wouldn't say okay with it, but they'll understand it for a year or two. But they're not going to understand it if it continues like that for a long time. So what I'm signalling is we've got to find some more money from other sources um, to continue this, um, this this pretty hard work that we're doing at the moment. So uh, rates have been set at 8.3%, which is... No, no, that's not not, correct. That's not correct? No, that's not correct. And there has been a little bit of... um, I suppose media love to um, build it up more than it is. Well, that's so, how I got my information, yeah, so maybe. Yeah, but I know, and that's that's why we, we have a sort so of slightly was... fractured relationship with them at times. It's it's about telling the truth. So it, it's um, it is it's seven. It's technically seven point nine five, but rounding it, it's eight percent, right? And then for a, a certain group of um, ratepayers within the CBD, the Central Business District, of around there's around 200 of those. And remembering, we have nearly um, 39,000, um, technically 39 odd thousand ratepayers. They have an extra 0.2% because they have voted for their own CBD fund. All right. So. Actually, for the 99.9% of ratepayers, it's 795 or 8%. So it's gone up from the proposed 68 So how are amounts decided? Yeah, so that, that 6 was what we um, we went out with as a, um, as a suggested um, uh, or proposed uh, rate increase. But that's before the 700-plus submissions came in. And the vast majority of them, yes, there was some that said, Six is not acceptable. We 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 we're actually we're okay with um, lessening the services um, because you can't hold everything at zero. Artificially, you can hold them at maybe two. Even two's not keeping up with um, current um, uh, uh, cost increases and everything else and inflation. So it's really around three. Uh, and then if you're going to add. Um, 
infrastructure renewals and, and catching up on stuff, that's around another three. So you're at six, um, and then it goes on and on and on. So um, we had, as I said, 700 submissions where community groups wanted um, uh, more work done in social housing. Um, there was a, a number of different uh, uh, programs around the environment. Um, so we've set up a, um, a climate change um, fund. Um, we had a, a, a community group come to us around Kelvin Grove, around the very dangerous bit of road there, the five dips, Kelvin Grove Road between um, uh, uh, Bunnythorpe and, and Kelvin Grove. Um, you know, we had increases um, around some of our events and, and community funds, green corridors, uh, which is a fantastic volunteer group that are doing work around the tour. Which unfortunately have been hit by this. Yeah, um, yeah, nasty, nasty stuff of, there. of yeah. really planted natives. Yeah, which is, which is really sad to see somebody's done that and deliberately done that and then are trying to flog them back on the market. So hopefully they get caught because um, there's mechanisms to do that. Um, but we've also looked at, um, you know, looking after the most vulnerable in, in our community. So social housing was a big one. We're already investing in social housing. And I'd have to say I initially didn't agree with this, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, building more houses. So there's 14 million there um, in, in building new houses uh, for social housing. Um, we'll account, go into that a bit. Yeah, um, we'll go into that a bit later. A bit, but it's, yeah. um, it doesn't mean to say that it's necessarily all rate um, funded either because it does have an income stream as well. Right, so how, uh, with the city vision, how is the city of Palmerston North promoted? Yeah, so in terms of, so there's two things there. There's two answers to that, Anne. So we've got what the council does, and that's around our small city benefits, uh, bigger city ambition. That's what council does. And then there's the marketing of the city. And that's what I call sort of your palmy proud um, uh, advertising events, um, uh, you know, parks, reserves, um, great natural features like the uh, the river, um, Hiara Kotahi, uh, promoting the city for our, our, our accommodation sector, our restaurants, our retail sector. That's slightly different, and that formerly was done by CEDA, the Economic Development Agency. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a, um, a political call to say we didn't think it was good enough, and we've pulled it back into the city. It's only a small amount of what they do. They do good work in, in other areas around um, economic development for the city. But we felt that the city specifically wasn't being promoted enough. It's been going great, but it's been going great by not by design, by accident. So we've made a deliberate um, decision to promote the city uh, ourselves, um, and that will be done, well, it's, it started last week. Yes, because I often, as a host at the Rugby Museum, have um, visitors saying, well, what is there to do in Palmerston North? <laughs> well, that's exactly right. There was no visitor guide. There was nothing. And yet, you know, we just asked and asked and asked, and nothing came back. So, you know, you only can ask people so many times. So we, we made the political decision to pull it back in. I must say um, uh, some misguided. Uh, were, it was unpopular for some that were a little bit misguided, but I think that the proof will be once we start promoting, you'll, you'll, you'll see um, that there will be activity there. And, and, and that look, I don't want to bag anybody, but um, they admitted that they had not done as much as they could have. So 
So is it is there any truth in the the um, saying that Palmerston North is is mar- largely promoted as a um, conference centre, etc.? Oh no, I think it's more uh, friends and family. So if you look at you know we've roughly got a uh, hundred thousand uh, people here and around us in quite a close proximity is about two another hundred and fifty. So about two hundred fifty thousand people live here. Uh, the airport draws on a. Uh, or, or has a captured area of around 400,000 that use the airport. So there's plenty of opportunity for people to pass through, and they do. Yes, there's business events. Um, you know, the town is really busy this week. Uh, no vacancies on just about all our accommodation sector because we have a large national food conference. But uh, look, at it, it's, we've got school holidays coming up. We're popular for what I'd call um, economic uh, economical family holidays, the Esplanade, um, Tiapati, the uh, the River Pathway, um, things like Tamanua, um, absolutely uh, uh, icons for families because it actually is relatively uh, cheap to holiday here um, for a family compared to say some of the metropolitan areas. Right, so that that's great. So we could probably do a dozen programs to go over all the works and expenditure in the long uh, in the 10 year plan um so i've chosen a couple of things that uh, various a few people have commented that they'd like to know this or that or the other thing but a current hot potato is the new parking charges mm. so have <laughs> any of those uh, there are three um, aspects i understand um have any of those been implemented or are they all on the back burner at the moment no so we decided again yesterday uh, at council uh, that we've listened to the community. Um, we're in a slightly difficult position because we have agreed to the revenue stream um, in the LTP. Admittedly, it's not a huge amount, and compared to you know the the city annually turns over in excess of 150 million dollars, um, and this component that we're talking about is around 400 thousand. What the feedback we got, and the vast majority of the feedback was, there was no absolutely burning desire. Nobody likes paying more, I know that. But they weren't that worried about the cost because it actually is quite low. Um, in fact, we haven't well, increased... compared with other large cities. Well, <laughs> even compared to small yeah. cities. You know, we're cheaper than Wanganui. We're cheaper than New Plymouth. Uh, we're cheaper than Nelson. So what what is the problem with parking? It's not CPI increased, and it should have been. It hasn't been increased for over five years. Right, for um, those of us who aren't aware, CPI is yeah, it's, it's your um, consumer price index. Oh, right. So mm-hmm. it just keeps inf- uh, with inflation. So uh, we do that with everything else. So when we give a grant to a community organisation, we CPI it. So you may have a grant in two thousand and fifteen and in twenty twenty, it's still the same dollar value, but actually it's less because costs have gone up and up and up. Right. So we just increase it slightly, and it's it's sort of at around that two percent. Um, we should have done that with the parking as well, and you know, it's 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 no, there's no harm in admitting we got it wrong. So we've um, the increased charges are still there on on the existing hours. So we've listened to the community, and the vast majority of people said we don't like the hours. We don't want Sunday. Churches can't worship in the, in the middle of the city. Um, it's going to affect the retailers. Um, uh, but again, I just say to everybody, there is no such thing, thing as free parking. 
we still have to maintain the CBD. We still have to sweep the roads. Right. We still have to fix the potholes. We still have to maintain um, footpaths and gardens and everything else. So, so am, I, am I hearing right that the um, up to the dollar seventy is in place or will be? Yes, it is. Yep. And um, free Sundays will will be so, gone. So, so, no. So we just all we've gone back out to everybody has said we will we will ask you about the hours only. All right, so okay. so that's the late nights yep. and the Sundays. Yep. But the and, and, one seventy and the latest, is a set. And the later Saturday right. as well. Okay, so, the, so the what's, pro- the, what's the – sorry to interrupt, but what's the process for that? So say, for example, I wanted to complain and say, well, I don't want to have to pay parking on a Sunday. Yep. So how do I go about yep. letting my voice be heard? Yep. So it's, it started last night. So um, there's been a Facebook um, – if you're on social media land – um, you'll see it over our Facebook page, um, also off our website, um, and in our, our service centre and libraries, um, there'll be a form which you can, um, you can, um, uh, or an email that you can just link to, and and put across your views. So it's not going to be a, a letterbox drop. No, with no, it's not. It, it, look, it's, it's not as it's, extensive as no, the first one was. No, and it's well, and also, and not everybody plugs. It's it's not a it's not a um, a, a huge, I mean, look. If this if this was a, a, a massive rate increase or something, yeah, it's not a massive, significant decision. It still comes under the local government act where you have to consult. But we're doing. I would call this more on the engagement side. Right. So the the dollar seventy is in vogue now. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, and we have to wait. What sort of time frame are we so, looking at? I heard September, is September, that correct? September, yeah. First week of September we council. There'll be a report come back. Um, all the feedback um, will be uh, collated. Um, we'll get a view of what people um, uh, are thinking and want and then we'll make, a, we'll make a decision at the September meeting on what um, those hours should be. So there you are, folks. If you're thinking about that and you feel pretty strongly about it, make sure the City Council gets your submission. Um, and you said you can get the form from the City Council? Oh, just go on the website. On the um, website yeah. and do go it Go on the website, that, right. PNCC, or if you're, if you're, if you're not, if you're not um, in computer land either, then just uh, go into the service centre or one of the libraries and ask if you can um, get a form. Uh, right. And, and, and our, our staff will be able to help you from there. Now, there's been some concern that... Um, Parking spaces have sort of been reduced here, there and everywhere. So um, on that subject of parking, are there any plans for another parking building? Well, I mean, it's interesting you say that. Um, you know, the, the central city um, it has has an enormous amount of car parks. You know, it, I mean, I'm not, ex- you know, don't quote me on the exact number, but it's in excess, it's in excess of three and a bit thousand. Um, so there's a lot of car parks um, yes, over the next um, uh, 10 years, there'll be a slight reduction of around 200-odd car parks in the central city, but that still leaves you with still over 3,000 car parks. Um, has there been more talk of another car parking building? Yes, there has been discussions. Um, obviously, the downtown centre was always consented to have a uh, another couple of floors on top of it, car parking floors. Um, the plaza is in, in a process of working out what they're doing with their um, closed car parking building at the moment because of the earthquake proofing or strengthening of it. Um, I believe that that will be happening. Um, but certain parts of town, so Cuba Street's really busy 
Uh, it's one of our busiest areas. Um, it, it's got some high-profile big stores like Briscoe's and Rebel Sport. It's got some um, smaller stores. It's got a cinema. You know, it's got a lot of cafes. It's busy. That's an area where we could see a possible uh, parking facility. We've also but then got you've got, where are you going to put it? Where's well, the land or where's it going well, to go? Well, not necessarily land. Yeah. You'd have to repurpose All right. a building. Yeah. yeah. So that would still involve um, refurbishing or whatever? So Yeah. yeah. That, well, with parking buildings, they're really they're purpose-built. So you, you, you'd, you'd have to demolish. You may keep a facade or something, but you'd, you'd, you'd put in something behind it. So we're getting close to the end of the program. So while we're still on parking, I see they're now putting a lot of parking bays around about the place up Summerhill in, uh, in particular. Um, the purpose behind that is are they actually going to put cycle lanes there? Yes, yep. We consulted about that um, uh, many months ago. Um, so like um, College Street, they're called inset parks. Um, the community there... Um, be fair to say we're not happy um, and uh, so there were compromise there was to actually do some surveys of how much on-street parking was actually being used um, and then working out a formula of, of how many inset parks because they're not cheap to put those in. Right. Um, the problem with Summerhill, it's being used as a sort of a semi-state highway at the moment so it's relatively unsafe um, for, for cyclists at the moment so um, it won't always be like that. Um, when the ring road finally gets underway, uh, we won't see those those big heavy traffic, uh, those trucks coming down Summerhill. They'll they'll go around the city. Right, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, and so there will be cycle lanes there because I noticed um, that uh, there's been a uh, well to cross the road thing put in the middle of the road, but it's actually off-centre. So I assumed then that um, the width of the road was going to change if they're putting a cycling lane. Well, they'll be putting in, um, yeah, so at the moment there's on-street parking. So that will go. That's why you need the insets. So, you know, we're taking away 40-odd. So the road's going to be realigned. It'll be slightly realigned and there'll be obviously new paint lines and everything go down. Um, yeah, it's look. It's a it is a quite an arterial route. We've got um, a tertiary institution up there. They use they come into town a lot. The students, again, as I said, there's a few um, unique things or anomalies at the moment that are happening for um, Summerhill uh, Drive. Is it's been used as a state highway. It won't always be like that. And IPU um, uh, don't have all their students here, so perhaps um, maybe the when COVID and, finished, they and, might be able to. And, and numbers are relatively low for them. Great. Well, we've run out of time for this one, so we'll continue next week. Thank you very much, Grant. Thanks, Anne. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.